two minutes of the lesson. Two minutes. Good morning. How are you all doing? Just fine. Good. Great. How do you want to? You all want to be great? How many of you want to be great? Raise your hands. Good. I think except those sitting in the front row, everybody has a great hand. Good. So maybe they're already good. I have chosen myself a topic designing destiny, need for individual change. Prior to that, I just want to share that each one of your life is like a movie that is unfolded. Many of you might be just the actors in this movie, living the script of someone else who has written what you should do, where you should go, how you should grow, what you should become, etc. etc. This is like a typical movie where many of the stars act. But the real story writer, the script writer is someone else. And they all just mouth the lines that are given by the script writers and do the roles according to what the directors say. The movie becomes a hit or a failure. Actually, the challenge is with the person who has written uh, the story and the script, not to the people who have acted. In that sense, you all, those who are assembled here today, have a choice to make whether you want to live your life like a movie where someone else is scripting what happens to you. Or, would you like to write your own script and decide how the rest of the life that you want to live should be? All of you are interested in rewriting scripts and taking control from now on. Just show me a raise of hand so that I know that at least you have the basic intent. How many of you want to rewrite your future, taking control of your script from now? Good, almost 70%. That's interesting. I am sure by the end, the rest 30% will also join in and say that uh, this is something that we would like to do too. As we progress, I have split uh, this uh, topic about four sections in total. The last section will have certain action points in terms of what you can do when you go back. And uh, like how normally stories unfold, you'll have a prelude and then certain uh, explanations given as to what this topic is about so that you understand that you don't need to be an uh, actor in this movie called life but you can take control of your life going forward. What has happened till now at this moment is already history as far as your life is concerned. 
during this phase, being students that you are, if there are any interesting inputs that you find, I would uh, suggest or request that you make a note of it and so that all of you will be having a notepad and not able to completely see from here. Yes, that is, if you have a mobile, put it in silent mode, open your notes, whatever uh, notes app that you have. Take a few points because it's bound to help a lot when you go back and uh, think over what happened in this particular uh, minutes now. If you look at the word uh, designing destiny, there are uh, two parts to the word destiny by itself and the word uh, designing. If you look at the language in English, all these words typically have the original language of English apparently had less than 800,000 words. The rest of the words uh, today spoken English as it is known has anywhere between 5 to 7 lakh words is what they say. What they did is to borrow from all the other languages whether it's Latin, Greek, French, whatever, and enrich their own language. Hence, every word that anyone uses has something called as the, the root of the word, or also called as uh, etymology. We look at uh, these two words to find what it actually originally means, how we understand it currently, and uh, what we can do about it. If you look at the word uh, destiny per se, it uh, has multiple origins. It comes from originally a Latin word called destinata. It is also the past participle of the word make firm or establish. If you look at uh, the explanation of this word, it goes something like this. It can be called as the fate. It can be called as the overruling necessity or the irresistible tendency of certain events that are to come about or a force that shapes and controls lives and events. In some way, something which is predetermined and sure to come true. To look at the word uh, design from where we take the word designing. It comes from a word which means a scheme or plan in the mind to make, shape, mark out, point out, devise or choose. Actually speaking, if you really look at it, uh, part of the answer that I want to share is already hidden in the definition of these words. And apparently, uh, the word design and destiny also might sound to English students here like an oxymoron. How can I design something which is already pre-made? How can I change? Is it possible? So let us ask ourselves a fundamental question. Do we believe in destiny? How many of you believe in the word destiny or fate? Let me see a raise of hands. Why do we believe in destiny? Why do we believe in something called as a fate? Why do we accept what comes to us as something which we don't have a choice? Look at the human uh, 
psychology. In the basic uh, framework of the human mind, we tend to accept what is convenient, what is easy. When something does not happen as per our wish, it's quite easy for us to say it was destined to happen. I was destined to get low marks. I was destined not to be accepted by the society. I am destined not to have friends. I am destined not to be a great student. I am destined not to be the best student in my college. I don't have good friends. I don't have a good job. I am destined. It's quite convenient because you don't need to do anything about it. You can blame everyone else around you and say that this is my destiny. It's already written as a fate and I have to go through the second, if you really look at it, is as a way of escapism. Because the human nature by itself is we do not want to be seen as failures. We all like to be seen as successful people. And when success is measured in terms of ranks and marks and the job that you hold, the salaries that you get, the cars that you drive, the homes that you possess, and finally, if you don't happen to get them either in a long time frame or in a short time frame, when people ask questions about, uh, you are a brilliant student, what happened? You are not doing well in your job. You didn't get a job. Maybe your job is not well paid. The easiest thing is for us to escape, play the card of escapism to say that uh, it's all preordained, it's all predestined. The other factor is we also tend to bring our parents and the society into this equation. Right from my childhood, I was not treated well. My parents did not support me. They did not pay where I wanted. I wanted to study in so-and-so university, but they could afford so I went and studied elsewhere. We find excuses because the society has taught us from the beginning, from our childhood days that it is all right to blame others and uh, say that so-and-so is in charge or so-and-so is what did to me, which has happened and it has unfolded back today and looking at my life that I'm facing what I'm facing. Beyond all this, we need to accept one thing very clearly. As I said in the beginning, when you want to set out to write a script on your own, if you look at any of the movie greats uh, today, all of them went through a path of taking ownership of their lives. They were ready to give up their comfort zones and come out and face the real life as they call it. Meet failure after failure. I wouldn't normally call anything as a failure. I always call failures as uh, experiences. Till you meet success, you have learned one more, as Thomas Alva Edison would say, I have learned one more way of not inventing the light bulb. It has given me an experience as to how I don't, where I don't need to go. If you are ready to take ownership for your life, starting from now, whatever I would talk from now on would make a lot of uh, sense to you and your belief systems. It is still possible for us to instill certain thinking patterns and belief systems so that you start taking ownership of your lives and go back and say, from now, 
my life and my destiny is something that is purely in my hands. All along somebody else has written a script as to how I should live. Maybe partly I also wrote a few lines here and there, but from now on, I will ensure that I will be the only person who writes the script. And I will be the hero or the heroine of my movie. And I will decide what are the, the successes that I will follow. If I face challenges, how I will overcome. When the climax in a movie, typically you will find that the good wins over the bad. You will also learn that finally, good things can happen to each and every one of you consistently. Whatever happens in between, take it as an experience. Don't think that they are failures. Let's now look at uh, what are the building blocks of uh, destiny. Being homo sapiens that we are, we are all gifted with one of the biggest advantage which the other species in the world as of now, they say it's about clear enough like species are there around us on the earth alone, other than what is in the sea. All these do not have one faculty that we have. All of you are bestowed with it. It's available free of cost. It is called as your ability to think and discriminate. Your ability to think and discriminate is something nobody can take away from you, though it can be influenced. Even my thoughts, my inputs today might influence you, but it is up to you to think and discriminate which is that which you want to follow, which is that you don't want to follow. We all have this ability to think, is what I said. Do we use this ability to think in our day-to-day -day lives? What is this investment that God has given to us free of cost? How do we ensure that we use this effectively in shaping the destiny going forward. If you look at thought as a investment, let's compare it with a bank account. Every day you go to a bank counter and you have a choice of making 80,000 transactions. At least the common students here might be able to connect with this better. You have a choice of making about 80,000 transactions every day, walking to the bank, going to the counter. And when you go to a counter, there are three things that normally you can do. You can either deposit money, or you can withdraw money, or you can come back without doing anything. If you are smart, let us assume that you have enough wealth for the rest of your life to manage, let's assume, which all of us have, though we don't realize. If I go to the bank counter, I don't have a necessity to withdraw funds because I have all the funds that I need to run my life. What would make prudent sense to you when you walk to the banking counter? Would I deposit? Would I withdraw? Or would I come back without doing a transaction? All those who believe that if I am well off, when I go to a bank counter, I need to deposit, I don't need to withdraw, please raise your hands so that I understand that you follow the example. How many of you? I think about 20 raise their hands, I get their own commerce to this. I have to put money into my account, or I can withdraw money into my account. When I withdraw money from my account, what happens? My bank account depletes, balance wells. When I do nothing, the bank account stays. Similarly, God has invested in each and every one of you from the time you wake up in the morning until you go to sleep in the night. You have about 
80,000 parts, roughly, plus or minus, which you can use. Each thought, please remember, is like a seed. Each thought is like a seed, and each of this seed, there is a tree which is hiding inside. If I am able to plant it well, if I am able to put it in the right soil, if I am able to let it germinate by watering it properly and taking it, uh, taking adequate care of it, the tree would unfold at some point of time and grow into a banyan or whatever it is supposed to be. The same way, the same thought can be used by you, for you to create weeds. Weeds are unwanted growth in a garden. If you have a choice of growing a rose or a weed in your garden, what are the options would be coming to all of us automatically? We would prefer to plant roses. Am I right? We don't want to see weeds in our garden. Likewise, from the time you wake up till you go to sleep, say you have about 80,000 thoughts. Each thought has a potential to create your future. Each thought brought together in a consistent, focused fashion over a prolonged period of time becomes, over a period of time, your real belief system. If I am consistently developing a thought about success, whatever I might want to call it to be, over a period of time, it becomes my belief system where these thoughts go and actually program your subconscious mind. Each and every one of you, the way you have a facility or a faculty to think, all of us are also born with the conscious and the subconscious mind as part of us. This subconscious mind is what is continuously processing what you are thinking. And it is forming your life script which is inside. When these life scripts are formed over a period of time, like many of you would have seen in the Aladdin and the 40 Thieves movie, it's like a genie which comes out in your hand. You brush it, the ghost comes out or the genie comes out, you ask what you want, it will get you what you exactly want. The genie does not know what is possible and what is impossible. It will exactly get you what you want. You want to fail, it will get you failure. If you want success, it will get you success. You want a car, it will get you a car. Don't ask me whether you'll get it tomorrow. Might not. Maybe it takes some time because there are certain things that you need to do. If such a power exists, where my subconscious mind has every possible future that is unfolding already written into it. What is going to happen is whatever are your predominant thoughts during the day tend to become your belief system. You start firmly believing to a great extent when we are young. These thoughts are influenced by our parents and our society and to some extent our teachers. As we grow up, once we understand our ability to discriminate that I can accept this input, it's like something coming to you, I can filter it, I can say that I don't need this. Once you start discriminating, when you start getting thoughts which actually lead into you or make you 
think about failures, make you think about wrong options. It's up to you. It's up to you to decide what designs your central nervous system. They say that once you allow it to go into the brain, it descends into your central nervous system, goes through your spine, it gets formed, it forms the core of your DNA, and then later it finds a way to unfold itself, like every seed. Recently we were reading an article, they found one seed in Egypt from the pyramid, and they thought this seed would be dead. They took the seed, they put it in the soil, they watered it, and they found it started growing. That is the power of a seed, and our thoughts are much. When you go to any gaming place, you will find that the game of names that you play, either you can enter through the entry to come out able to find your way out. But the best way to play the game of maze is why to come from point for your version 1, your version 2. Version 2 can be your age between 22 to 25. Version 3 can be your age between 25 to 30. Version 4 can be your age between 20 to 40, 40 to 60, right? Five, six scripts. After the exams are over, I'm sure your exams should be coming up now. Take your time, write a script. This is how my script will be. To achieve this, this is how my life unfolds. These are the choices I will make. These are the decisions I will make. And then put these one single and complete thought throughout your time. It's not worth wasting time in neutral thoughts. All of you will understand. 40,000 thoughts are anyway not being used. Observing, looking here, looking there. It's, it's a simple neutral thought. Those neutral thoughts reinvest them into rewriting your script. Firm up, as they say for destiny, you know, I will firm up what my destiny will be. I take it up, I put it there, and then I will allow my subconscious to mull over it over a period of time. Subconscious is not something that works overnight. If you ask any farmer, he will tell you that the rice that comes out has a process of about 90 days of actual work, and pray after that he has to prepare the field. All along, your mind has been full of soil which has been mixed with wrong fertilizers, chemicals which does not allow good crops to grow. You have to allow that another 15 days, 30 days. Depends upon how well you go back and practice, whatever we share later. It will find a way to create a mental field which is now ready, fertile, to hold my future script in my hands. When I see the script in my hand, I have to start believing. This is a request I would make each student if possible, if this recording is made available to all the students later. When they watch this, if the parents watch, please allow your wardrobe. What will happen, Max? You will call it failure, I will call it experience. They will come back and tell you that I found one way of not going. The greatest of successful people in the world have not done academically necessarily great. Whether it's the case of Albert Einstein, whether it's the case of uh, Ramanujan, whether it's the case of Bill Gates, if you take any big, very rarely you'll find people who are both academically brilliant and they also have success beyond measure. There are a few, few examples which exist, but many of us resonate with this example. And the process of thinking or rejuvenation you would have been taught. This is where the mental sediments which are unnecessary. See, predominantly, as I told you, negative thoughts are nothing but fear, lack of belief in yourself and in your surroundings. 
When we start developing the habit of daily cleaning, we spend about 22 and a half hours to 23 hours for ourselves in the world, including sleeping time. Take about an hour's time roughly to invest in yourself and see what happens when you start meditating and cleaning. When the cleaning happens continuously, the sediments are removed. The river can only flow when the riverbed is present. The river will have to find a new direction if the riverbed is either changed or the riverbed is clean or it is deepened or it is, even the river has to flow through the same way, the water will become pure because the sediments are completely removed from the base of the river. What we call as the samskaras, also which form the tendencies. If you are able to do this consistently, Apparently, when you meditate, your mind becomes a sharper instrument. One look, you don't look, you start seeing. We all look, we, many of us do not know how to see. When we start seeing, we see things as they should be. And it tells me, as I see over a period of time, I'll be able to say that, okay, the choice available in front of me is not correct. My heart doesn't say, my mind does not tell me that the right choice I'm making. The heart and mind working together allows me, even when my heart and mind do not work together well in my view, I can take a pause, pray and wait for guidance. We don't know exactly what would happen, but something will unfold. If you really look at it, till now we have looked at what makes destiny, the building blocks of destiny. We have looked at the definitions of design and destiny and how we actually can, by making the right choices and regulating my mind and cleansing continuously, make my mind pure and heart so stable that I can, one look, allow the future to be seen. This is what we call in farmers as seers, people who can see the past, present and future. One look, they are able to see what is going to happen. One look, they are able to see what has happened in the past. Through the process of meditation, cleaning and prayer is something that we will be able to do. Let me now come down to the practicality. I am going to share you a few points, action points. I would be happy if you take notes. Anyway, the video will be available, I guess. I am going to give you a 10-point action plan as to what you can do to go back and start working on designing your destiny from this moment. A brief summary is already something I shared in the talk. I am going to give you an action point. Point number one, meditate. I already shared how it's going ahead. So point number one is meditate as many times as you want. Whenever you are in problem, whenever you face a choice in front of you, meditate for guidance from within. Allow that inner force to come back and help you. Point number two, action plan number two. Rejuvenate or clean, as we call it. Rejuvenate or clean. On a daily basis, we even have something called as a spot rejuvenation or spot cleaning. Whenever I feel disturbed, I can quickly clear myself off so that the disturbance does not affect the choices that I want to make. Just two seconds. For example, if Dasarada had only told Kaikeyi before committing emotionally, give me one day's time, I'll come back to you. Ramayana might have happened differently. All it, because he got emotional, at that point of time she pushed. She was forcing him to make a choice. She made a choice saying, she made him to make a choice that these are the two bones I'm going to give you. Had Dasarada only told her, 
I'm going to meditate, I'm going to wait. I'm sort of clean, let me, give me about 15 minutes time. He would have maybe clean, and then he would have said, this is a vision I can't clean because I am only a king. There is a ministers, a council of ministers who are available. I need to put it to them. I go back, discuss and come back. It would have got some time for him so that Ramayana might have taken a different turn altogether. Point number three, connect and learn to pray. Whenever you are in doubt, whenever your meditation and cleaning does not help you, pray to some source which is beyond us to give you the right guidance and wait. Don't expect knock knock and somebody to open the door immediately. Sometimes it may take you one hour, sometimes it may take a day, sometimes it may take a little bit longer time. It's perfectly fine. Point number three, set goals, develop plans and focus on your priorities. Set goals, develop your plans and focus on your priorities. The plan is the script, the goal is the destination. The priorities are your day-to-day -day work that you do, which are aligned to your plan and goal. Point number five, keep visualizing and develop a positive self-talk. This is something that is essential for you to program your subconscious mind. Point number six, keep asking questions. Don't give up, even if you're beaten up 100 times. Keep asking questions. Ask questions not Questions of lower order, but ask questions of higher order, which will make me better, which will make the world better, which will make everyone around me better. Point number seven, never settle for mediocrity. Mediocrity meaning so-so. If I can score 100, why should I settle for 35? When I give my efforts, it is passion. When people start putting on the outcome, it becomes pressure. Don't worry about outcome. Focus on the process. Do not settle for mediocrity. Point number eight, generate law of attraction by giving. Start giving to the world what you know. Start giving to the world. Start doing to the world what you are good at. If you are a good music student, go and teach somebody else music. If you are good at volunteering, go and do volunteer work somewhere. The world has a way of bringing back what you give and give it back to you in multitudes. Point number nine, in spite of what happens, Point number nine says, live a life of cheerful acceptance and minimum regrets. Whatever happens, I've done my best. Something happens, it's perfectly fine. I know regrets in life. Whatever has happened, has happened for good, as Gita says. Point number ten, work, work, and work. I'm going to read out a short, a three paragraph stuff on work. And then I close my talk with that. Work is man's greatest function. He is nothing. He can do nothing. He can achieve nothing. He can fulfill nothing without working. If you are poor, work. If you are rich, continue working. If you are burdened with seemingly unfair responsibilities, work. If you are happy, keep right on working. Idleness gives room for doubt and fears. If disappointments come, work. If your health is threatened, work. When faith falters, work. When dreams are shattered and hope seems dead, work. Work as if your life were in peril. It really is. No matter what ails you, work. Work faithfully. 
work with faith, work with the greatest remedy available for mental, physical and all afflictions. In this occasion where we assemble together, let's learn to work and make our destiny design in my hands and designing destiny becomes a possible. I wish all the students a great future to ensure that you start reading your own scripts, follow your own heart, make your own plans and ensure that when we meet you next, we we'll come back and say, we wrote a script, we are fulfilled. Thank you.